What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, New Vision family, this is Ben Curtis, and thanks for joining us for today's podcast. For 2,000 years, people have been debating and arguing about who is Jesus Christ. And even in our culture, this is a question that raises a lot of disagreement. Well, the passage that we're going to read is actually the conclusion to a very heated debate that's going on between Jesus and a group of religious leaders called the Pharisees. So if you're listening today, maybe for the first time, you may want to go back and and listen to the previous episode for more context. But we're going to pick up in John chapter 8, verse 48, and I'll read down through verse 59. I'm reading here from the New International Version. The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. At this they exclaimed, Now we know that you're demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet fifty years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham? Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. You may be too young to remember this, but I remember the old uh, Charlie Brown cartoons, and whenever an adult would speak, it was always, Wah, 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 wah. That's kind of how it is here. Jesus is speaking, but it's just kind of just going right by these religious leaders. They're not buying it. They're not hearing it. They're not believing it. They're convinced that they belong to God because they're descendants of this family. They're descendants of Abraham because they could trace their family tree all the way back to Abraham. They assumed that they were saved. And they're very religious people. But one thing we learn here is it takes more than religious knowledge for a person to have a relationship with Jesus. It takes more than just being raised up in a family. It takes the work of the Spirit of God. Jesus just said to them, your father is the devil. And that's pretty strong. So they respond back, oh yeah? So they're going to smack talk back to Jesus. They said, well then, you're a Samaritan and you have a demon. And Jesus just ignores this racial slur about him being a Samaritan. And he tells them that they're really the ones who are dishonoring God. That's important because you can't honor God and at the same time dishonor Jesus. You can't love God and not love Jesus. You can't be a follower of God and not be a follower of Jesus. And if I could just paraphrase verse 51, we read it earlier. But basically, Jesus just says to them, listen, if anyone makes it a habit to continually obey my word, 
that person, he will never taste death. Now, he doesn't mean that they won't die physically, but he's talking about a second death that the Bible speaks about. It's eternal separation from God. It's eternal punishment. This place that we talk about sometimes that's uncomfortable called hell. So now Jesus is going to crank up the intensity. And if you thought the religious leaders were already angry, wait until they hear what Jesus says next. They, they keep arguing, and, and at this it says they exclaim, Now we know that you're demon-possessed. Earlier they said, you know, we, we think you might be, but now we know. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. It, you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? And that's really the question, is it? Who does Jesus think that he is? Jesus goes on and, and he replies, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim is your God, is the one who glorifies me. Earlier they had said, they had claimed that God is our Father. In verse 55 he says, Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. So he actually calls them liars. So He says, you're, you're children of the devil. You don't belong to God. Now he says, you're liars. And if I don't say that I know God, then I'm not telling the truth. I'm a liar just like you. And then Jesus makes this, uh, this statement. He says, your father Abraham, the one that you're so proud of to be a part of his family, he rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He was glad when he saw it. And so these are biological children of Abraham, but Jesus is telling them that's not enough. You can think back to John the Baptist in his ministry in Luke chapter 3, and he, he told the crowds, he says, God is able to raise up sons of Abraham from these stones. If, if God were just interested in you being a son of Abraham, a Jewish person, that would be enough, but that's not what he's interested in. God wants faith and God wants repentance. That's what he wants to see happening in our hearts. And so Jesus says, Abraham actually looked forward to my day. He saw it. He was glad to see it. Now, I don't know exactly what day that was that Jesus is referring to. I've read a lot about the life of Abraham, and I've read Scripture through bunches of times, but, but I'm not sure I could go back and just pinpoint a, a specific moment when, when this was fulfilled. Maybe when God asked Abraham to look at the stars of the sky, and he told him, you're going to be blessed with more descendants than the stars in the sky. Maybe it was when he said to him, your descendants are going to, outnumber the sands on the seashore and and they're going to be a blessing to to the nations maybe maybe in those moments maybe it was when abraham was lifting the knife over his son isaac and god provided a ram uh, in the thicket but but whenever it was there was this moment that he realized that through his lineage uh, there was going to come a deliverer a messiah a, an anointed one jesus said abraham saw my day he rejoiced and he was glad. Abraham looked and, and he only saw vaguely, like he, it wasn't full color, it wasn't in full detail, but he saw vaguely what God intended to do, but his heart was still filled with joy and gladness. And again, the, the Jewish leaders, they're just bristling up against Jesus and they refuse to see him for who he really is. And so they keep on arguing, well, you're just, you're not yet 50 years old, and, and yet you claim that you've seen Abraham. You know, he died a long time ago. And Jesus says, very truly I tell you, before Abraham was born, I am. 
That's a strange thing to say, but it's so important because when he uses that phrase, I am, present tense, back in Exodus 3, that was actually the phrase God used to describe himself. God met Moses through the burning bush and he told him that his name was I am. So when Jesus is using this phrase here, it's it's very significant. He's claiming to be equal with God. He's claiming to be God. That Jesus is revealing himself as the Old Testament Yahweh God. He's divine. And the Jewish leaders certainly understood this because they were ready to stone him. They were ready to kill him on the spot. They knew exactly what he was claiming. In John chapter 1 earlier uh, in this gospel, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus has always existed. And I think it's important to note, he didn't say before Abraham was born, I was, as if to say, hey, I was alive before Abraham. Instead, he uses that present tense, before Abraham was born, I am. And that's emphasizing his eternal nature. Before Jesus had a, a even a human body, he existed. You know, think about it. Jesus didn't have a human body until he was conceived in, in his mother's womb, but that is not when he began to exist. Jesus has always existed. There was never a moment in time Think about all of eternity past. There was never a moment when Jesus did not exist. Jesus is God. You know, we worship, as believers, we worship one God who eternally exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We call this the doctrine of the Trinity. But part of that is we believe that Jesus was fully man, but also fully God. Jesus was and is divine. And so, you know, as I just kind of step back uh, from this passage, I just think this is a powerful reminder to us that not everyone who claims to belong to God actually belong to God. You know, you can be very religious, you can be moral, you can strive to follow all of the commands in the Bible, and you can know the Bible and all the facts inside and out. You can believe all the right beliefs and doctrines. But listen, if you don't know this Jesus, if you don't know the Jesus who has revealed himself in the pages of scripture as the I am, you don't know God. But for those of us who do know Jesus, what Abraham could only see vaguely, we see clearly. And think about this. If Abraham's heart was filled with joy and filled with gladness, how much more should that be true of us? Because there was a time when we heard God's word, and just like these religious leaders in our hearts, we rejected God's word for a time too. But God did for us what he did for so many other people. Think through the gospel of John. He did for us what he did for Nicodemus. And John chapter 3, he, he caused us to be born again. He did what he did for the Samaritan woman. In John chapter 4, he revealed himself as the living water. If we drink of him, we'll never thirst again. And he did for us what he's going to do for the blind man in John chapter 9. He softened our hearts, he opened our eyes, and he helped us see the truth of who Jesus is. Well, friends, we thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we hope you'll be with us again next time. 
Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.